Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is episode 131 with your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So today we're going to talk about the lunar eclipse, as it is, of course, eclipse season now. This lunar eclipse is going to take place on November 19th, and it's at 27 degrees of Taurus, very late degrees of Taurus, conjunct the fixed star Algol. So I'm going to here dispel some of the perhaps fear that people have been talking about, oh my God, Algol, and, and uh, talk about the chart of Joe Biden, and maybe if we have time to look at Jill's chart too. Um, but you know, if you go look up Algol, you'll be scared to death, probably. So please, you know, <laughs> you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Um, Algol is a fixed star and it definitely has um, a reputation worn out in history and by example of being a very uh, heavy, hard star. You know, it's it's called like the, the demon star and all this, you know, very scary connotations. Honestly, just about all the fixed stars have these very heavy handed fatalistic uh, delineations that you, you typically find. Uh, so uh, maybe we need some really cool feminist person like Alice Sparkly Cat to like rewrite all those. I would love to do that. I had her on my show a few months ago. She's such an amazing, incre incredibly brilliant uh, visionary soul. She also wrote a book called Post-Colonial Astrology and looking at the planets in this radically different way. So maybe she can take on fixed stars. I don't know. Confidential to Alice. <laughs> Pizza. Uh, so anyway, um, but yeah, Algol is um, very, um, gosh, you know, yes, it's been associated throughout history with um, a lot, you know, wars and a lot of uh, very, very heavy, you know, wars, violence, uh, pestilence, you know, just, just all the nasty stuff, you know, and has it borne out? Yes, you know, wars and World War II and the French Revolution and all of these, you know, very, very um, prominent Oh, with, with Algol very prominent in uh, many of these uh, charts, the reign of terror, which happened after the French Revolution, with all those beheadings, you know, the guillotine, it's like, oh my God, right? It's really, really heavy. Yes, there's evidence for that. But I want to take us on a little journey today where we're going to look at um, other sides of this. And, um, and so um, this is a kind of a very deep, radically reimagining of Algol. So it's not that it's denying all of those things and the propensity for those to happen, but we want to look and pull, kind of pull the lens out a little more. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that. And, um, and just to say that, you know, um, with the lunar eclipse, um, conjunct Algol, the, the moon is actually one degree past Algol. So this lunar eclipse may really be about having witnessed difficult things, in, you know, in, well, the pandemic, right? Very obvious um, and such. And then how we deal with these things and what, what needs to change in the, and in, as we have moved and are moving through these, these major changes. Uh, certainly with Taurus, you know, Taurus rules the food supply, the supply chain. We've already seen it in the news about, you know, the higher prices or scarcity or uh, all of these um, issues, you know, scarcity versus hoarding and and uh, inflation and higher prices for food and the supply chain of things getting delayed because the boats are sitting out there and nobody, there's not enough people to, you know, just get the cargo ships unloaded. You know, you, you've probably read about all that. So, Yes, that's definitely a play. And perhaps this lunar eclipse is giving us the opportunity to say, okay, who are we in relation to? It's 
having a, a long, hard look at given these uh, challenges that have been happening since the pandemic and even long before the pandemic, you know, we think about Taurus, the environment, the earth, all the things we've done to the earth, the plastic packaging and, and such, and, you know, animal, animal um, factory farming and, you know, all of these very heavy, wasteful, difficult practices that have really harmed the earth and the earth's balance. And, and such and the environment in general. And you know, how do we now uh, reinvent? How do we start again? And um, the, having all of those things uh, come, you know, we're at this breaking point, right? Very like full moon, right? Here's this, this all these horrific practices and ways of being that are coming to the surface, the climate change, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then how do we move with them and how do we reinvent ourselves and our homes and our the, the changes in environment and the changes in um, in material wealth and availability and you know how do we roll with all this? That might be a, a question to ask ourselves and depending on where it, it occurs in your chart is uh, the area of our life where we want to really take on these deep questions. The, um, this is the first eclipse in what will be the Taurus-Scorpio axis that'll happen over the next year and a half roughly. Um, next month, our companion eclipse, the solar eclipse, is going to be in Sagittarius. So this one st is starting to move into the Taurus-Scorpio axis. But we have one more solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So that's going to finish out our Gemini-Sagittarius eclipse cycle, um, which won't come back. The Gem-Sag eclipse cycle will come back in nine years. Uh, where Sag will be in the North Node and Gemini will be in the South Node. And then 18.6 years from now, it will come back with Gemini North Node, Sag South Node. So um, that closes that out. But anyway, back to the lunar eclipse. So 19, um, sorry, December, sorry, November 19th. Here it comes. And this, let's go look at, I wanted to call attention to um, a few things. Let's maybe talk a little bit about, um, well, we'll finish up talking about Algol here. Um, and then just to say that um, I, I see, like I said, you know, you can get scared to death over Algol or you can be empowered like anything in astrology. So if we look at the myth and the, the mythology behind Algol, Algol was, um, is, the, is from the, the word Algol is from the Arabic Ras al-Ghul, which is, um, of course, the Arab world carried astrology after the Romans, you know, destroyed all these records and um, and and such, and carrying it into the Middle Ages, they kept the flame alive. Um, amazing astrologers and all. So some of these fixed stars have these Arabic um, names like Al Ras Al Ghul. Um, the, the term ghoul, like a Halloween ghoul, you know, that there's that the etymology, right? This ghoulish thing. Um, Al-ghoul or Al-gol, as we know it, A-L-G-O-L, is, um, like I said, it's very, uh, you know, heavy-handed. Some, some people, you know, they, this is the most evil and violent and dangerous star in the heavens. And of course, that's you know, but Ras al Ghul translates as the demon's head, and in um, the Hebrews called it Rosh Has Rosh Hasatan, the head of Satan. Uh, the Greeks was the severed head of Medusa, 
It was the, the you know, the, the, the Gorgon Medusa who was horrible to look at. Uh, what happened to Medusa? Well, she was this really beautiful temple goddess and she decided to have sex in the temple. And um, of course this was, this was not okay with, um, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, blanking out, hold on. <laughs> I can't remember, hold on a second. Um, she got uh, her head got cut off right it was um she terrible things happening um where let's see hold on just a second be right back okay i'm back okay medusa this is the this is here's the algal story and this is something that i feel is because it's just interesting that it's being uh, the lunar eclipses conjunct this, maybe it's like time to reinvent the story and look at it in a, in a new way. Well, the story of uh, Medusa is that she was this beautiful priestess, um, a priestess of Athena, and she um, had sex in the temple and she got cursed because she broke her vow of celibacy. And so she um, was punished, Athena punished her and she turned it into a horrible looking hag and she made her hair like all full of snakes, you know, like snake hair and her skin, she just looked like a ghoul, right? And so if you looked at, at Medusa, you were automatically turned into stone. Well, um, she, she goes, tells Perseus, you know, go, go, go kill this, this woman. So he, he um, defeated her, he cut her head off, right? So you see these um, often the Greek statues of, of Perseus, you know, holding his head with snakes and, you know, horrible looking, you know, the eyes and the very, very dramatic, right? And he, um, he, then he actually used her head as a weapon to turn enemies into stone and he gave it back to Athena. So, um, uh, the image of Medusa's head was placed on Athena, Athena's own armor, like a, or on her shield. So you see the, the um, perhaps, you know, where I'm going here is that, um, you know, here's this a woman who gets punished for a beautiful woman that gets punished for being who she is and having sex and, and how this, the, the, you know, the warrior Athena, you know, having her killed, it's like that part of the feminine, um, psyche that feels other women are you know they're jealous and possessive so there are all these dark qualities about the divine female the shadow side i see, as i see it and and then you know consorting with guys who fully agree and goes cuts her head off you know so it's it's um associated with violence obviously but it's very um it's interesting that uh here we are in the middle of you know as this huge um, change in society is occurring with our Saturn-Pluto conjunction last year and the end of this many, many different cycles, one of them being 500 year cycle last year. And so we are reimagining the very foundations of, of ourselves and certainly with the um, with women and, and, and how we are with each other and how, who are we, you know, for how can we reinvent our society where we are not in this misogynist, uh, you know, framework which has persisted for so many centuries and even so deeply embedded in like say Greek mythology and all like women were always being raped and you know killed. And it's just very, it's very heavy on women. So I just think it's really interesting that this can be, perhaps this is our time with the eclipse on this point to turn that story around because the, um, it's like, you know, what happened with the um, Medusa having, you know, getting killed and having her head cut off. It's like the patriarchy 
won out over the matriarchy, it, like it got flipped, right? So now uh, we could imagine that this lunar eclipse is the reversal of that, at least part of that story. Like I said, it, it can happen with you know the Saturn-Pluto in Capricorn reimagining things, Uranus and Taurus reimagining um, you know, women and our values and our esteem as women. And then here's another piece of it, this lunar eclipse. We could look at it in that way. Uh, the medicine being Venus, the love, harmony, connection, and, um, you know, changing this, um, this, this karmic story, so to speak. Um, it's like a feminist retelling, you could say, um, from the, maybe what the, the eclipse is doing is saying, okay, now we're returning to the matriarchal, from the patriarchal to the matriarchal. And uh, maybe it's time to, especially with this lunar eclipse, is the, the opposition with Uranus and Mars, right? The warrior Mars and Uranus is saying, okay, let's let's be let's be warriors, but in a way that's going to um, not just so destructive, you know. So um, it's like time to change that narrative and. Um, is, there's that struggle over, you know, breaking from the patriarchy. And we see that so clearly. Oh, here is, and speaking of who, okay. All right, you're on camera, you little ham. We interrupt this programming to bring you. <laughs> yes, baby. Okay, this is fluffy. Okay, honey, um, we're on camera, okay? I didn't get a release form from you. You didn't put your, oh, I know. <laughs> okay, mommy's working. No, I know, baby. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Okay, yes, this is the yes and universe. We don't shut you out, we include you as part of the narrative, you see. This is a very kindly kind of thing. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so I wanted to share that with, um, about this, this re you know, maybe it's time for a feminist retelling as, as, as much as in the collective, we could see one facet of this being, you know, dealing with in very real terms, our food supply and our, what, what's, where our resources lie, our money and resources, lunar eclipse, 27 Taurus. But if we turn the, the jewel, so to speak, or the diamond and look at another facet of it, we can see that perhaps, um, given the story, this, this scary story um, around Medusa and uh, losing her head, literally, um, that, you know, where do we lose our head? And maybe uh, we can reinvent this into um, something more, um, more empowering, you know, like, why do we even have like guys cutting women's heads off? You know, it's just, oh my goodness, you know, this is, you know, <laughs> do we have to live with this anymore? No, we don't. Uh, we get to say how it goes. So um, I find it also very interesting that, um, it, you know, with the, the movie, the Princess Diana movie that just came out, Spencer, here it is. She had, Diana had a very prominent algal. Um, so I knew that, you know, something about her was going to be resurfacing at the end of the year. And could we be way more than this? We could be seeing, you know, Prince Charles and maybe uh, the queen like finally stepping down, you know, obviously there, there's all that, but um, I just found it very interesting that here's this movie coming out and all about her struggles as she decided the weekend that she decided to, a fictional imagining of the weekend she decided to divorce Prince Charles. And so there it is again, the feminist retelling, right? So from the patriarchy that she suffered under so much this you know racist colonialist patriarchy that she found herself in and then this this flip to um matriarchy so um anyway there's there's that and um i would say too that um 
Algol is also affiliated, um, is, has connections with like genetic engineering or genetic experimentation. And uh, I think about GMOs and the food supply and using technology. Sometimes this technology is good and sometimes it can be overly, you know, it's, it's not in a, in a healthy fashion like genetically modified organisms being, being put out there. And they, they came out recently with like some GMO strawberry uh, that they're going to be uh, using uh, frost-free and what are the health ramifications of that in our food supply. Um, I think about crops and um, the bioengineering of, of um, as, as, a, as something that is um, one of our resources, you know, is this, what about that? What needs to change or what are we not seeing, right? The eclipse, right? What are we in the blind, what kind of blind spot is there? You think about the, um, the COVID, uh, the vaccinations and all. Well, um, with the uh, genetic engineering being such a, it, it was the very foundation of this um, that, you know, therapy, the gene therapy and the vaccination product. So we're wondering perhaps there could be a change in the narrative around that or some information that comes to light and we're maybe perhaps seeing it in a new way or, or questioning, you know, is, is do we want to use uh, genetic engineering in this fashion or is there some other value that is calling us? So, you know, these are, these are uh, places to look. Um, but anyway, so yeah, now I'm just want to finish by saying, okay, Algol, like back to, <laughs> back to Algol in the chart of Joe Biden. Um, not sure, but something, something is going to come down with uh, Biden and, and it could be either be his his, uh, maybe it's his health or his child, his surviving child, Hunter Biden. Uh, it could very well be uh, one or, or the other of that. Uh, let me pull up his chart here, just a second. Just give me a moment. Okay, so there is the chart of Joe Biden. Um, and the natal, the natal chart is this inner ring. And then the outer ring here is, are the transits. So here, as you can see, his birthday is the day before um, the lunar eclipse, which I find very auspicious. Um, and this is something I talked about last year, uh, earlier in the year that, you know, I'm not so sure about Biden um, and his health. I have some concerns here, or perhaps at least contemplations. Um, here we see the lunar eclipse is at, um, let me bring up, the eclipse map. Here it is. Okay. And as you can see here, the lunar eclipse is happening in the sixth house and it is in opposition um, to Venus as well. Venus at 28. So um, his wife and marriage, you know, could certainly be affected. Here we see the sixth and the twelfth houses are difficult houses in astrology. That's about a lot of health issues, struggle, loss, uh, self-sacrifice, effort. Um, uh, we can see this clearly with everything going on in Washington now. Is this power struggle around you know Democrats, Republicans, and getting these bills like the infrastructure bill passed, and people even squabbling amongst the party members. You know you can see all of that happening, and so this. This is an example of that, but I also think that it could very well involve his health and perhaps his, um, you know, especially speech in the mind because you've got Mercury here as well, right over the Mercury and the sun. 
And um, I know when he was, wasn't he, didn't he speak with a stutter for a long time as a child? I think, it, you know, you would see that Mercury close to the sun, there's under the beams, difficulty with expressing and, you know, feeling shamed about that. Well, Mercury's back and here's an eclipse and it's his birthday and he's 80. So I wonder about his, um, his health or his speech, mental and thinking processes, these kinds of things coming up. Um, now, it may not be any of that at all. It may be just about his, his son, you know, Bo, because Mars not only rules his 12th house, but also his fifth house. So as you can see in his life, we had all that tragedy around his children and his wife, his first wife and his baby daughter died in a car accident. And then um, Bo Biden died of cancer several years ago. So again, the loss of children, right? Loss and children, fifth house, 12th house, having been huge, um, shaped how he lived his life and having to endure all that tragedy. So um, I'm wondering because Hunter last year was in the news with Biden, if you recall, all those conversations about allegations of corruption with his business dealings with was an Ukrainian company or something like that. So we could be seeing that resurface during this eclipse season where things again get revealed um, with when you think about Venus ruling this lunar eclipse, Taurus, right? One's resources, one's personal finances in opposition to other people's money, uh, secret business deals. It definitely speaks to that. Um, and it could just be about um, Hunter, you know, himself or, you know, his involvement with Hunter behind the scenes. I mean, you know, how much of that, what is known, what's not known, what's secret, what, what has been secret that comes to light are all the kinds of things that could, could be happening here. Um, so, uh, just to share that, and let me see one more thing. I'm going to, let me see, I will pull up Jules' chart too, because I was very intrigued by that. Okay, here is Jules' chart, and as you can see here, she is a Gemini. First Lady is a Gemini. Here she's got the Sun and Mars conjunct the Sun. Moon is very close in Gemini in a, um, this is in the, the 10th house, right? The high, the public, the pub, one's public reputation. Well, as you know, she was, became very famous for being a school teacher, right? She's the Gemini ruling that 10th house career. Of course, she had a career as a school teacher. Um, but the point I wanted to make was about with this eclipse here in, um, this is the, pulled up for Washington DC. And here we can see it's uh, Friday. The lunar eclipse is going to be in her, ninth house here, here's the moon, right? It's right over her midheaven. And um, as you can see here, we've got the, um, the Uranus um, opposition, third house, can't speak, third house, ninth house. That's where, so for Joe, it's taking place in the, in the third, 12th and sixth houses. For her, it's on the information axis of the third and 12th house. This is where the action's taking place. So that's learning, education, very strong around education. As you know, she's always and continues to be very passionate about that. Um, so, um, and here is, I think she's, is she still working? Cause when, when he got inaugurated, she, she was like the first lady in history to be uh, still working, holding down a job at a local community college. She was doing some kind of teaching uh, somebody somewhere um, so who knows that maybe this would be the end of, of that. Maybe she'll put that aside. Um, there's certainly a, a major 
chapter opening and closing for her as regards education and teaching. Um, here it is again. Um, I find that what I've really, what really caught my eye, to be honest with you, is Vertex is, um, it's not an ancient astrology, but it is, uh, Vertex is this um, point, a faded point, or, and it's, it represents a person or an event that happens. And so here we see uh, Pluto is um, only three degrees from her vertex. Venus, um, by the time Venus retrogrades, it's going to be right on top of that. So, um, so that Venus retrograde will be very interesting. Here, let us uh, move to that uh, Venus goes retrograde. And here's the chart for that. As you can see here, Pluto and Venus together transiting are right over that faded point over the house which rules children uh, for one thing so again it could be that there is this it could point to hunter um, you know with mercury in there mercury could be youth as well so again um, people in you know this is all about something at a very high place government or ceo level dealings right that capricornian theme right here in her fifth house um, and I and at the same time um, that is happening, uh, transiting vertex is right over her Venus. So v transiting Venus over her natal vertex and transiting vertex over her natal Venus. Like whoa, that's that's pretty wild. So eleventh house, fifth house, friend, children, friends, love affairs, um, leisure activities, or fifth house. Eleventh um, house is one's peers, one's peers and colleagues, and group activities, group organizations. Um, so these are areas that that are uh, some kind of eclipsing, some kind of new chapter beginning uh, for 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 Jill in that in that regard. The lunar eclipse. If we just go back one more minute to that lunar eclipse, to as you can see here, um, that lunar eclipse is happening in her ninth and third houses. Right. So um, do we have it on? No, sorry. No, that's the solar. Sorry. Go back one more. Bloop. Search from. OK, here we go. Um, that lunar eclipse is ninth and third. Well, ninth and third houses are, are called declining or cadent houses. So that is about energy that is leaving and, and moving and uh, you know, that moon is very close to going into Gemini. So that would be a, a change in conditions, a change, mutable, something is going to change. And so um, third house, ninth house, and it could be that her, you know, teaching career, maybe she, she ends that and, uh, you know, focuses on helping her husband. You know, I don't wish anything on anybody, regardless of political strife, but, you know, it could be that you know, maybe he gets sick and she needs to help him. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't want to create that. But um, I'm just saying that there is some kind of a shift here and certainly some, uh, you know, breakdown, breakthrough. We always want to look on the bright side there. These eclipses are always happening on our behalf. They are helping shape us um, moving forward. And how do we evolve in the light of these major changes? Um, what is this bringing? What is this the endings are new beginnings. And so these represent chapters in our life. So, um, you know, we could be seeing something, uh, and, and it's also like the legal process too. So I think, you know, what if, what if Hunter is in trouble? It's stepchildren or stepchildren, right? If that's her stepson. 
maybe she there's some kind of legal matters or regarding contracts and legality and communication that she might become involved with. Not saying that she was part of that. I don't believe she was, but you know, her stepchild was. So this case could be reopened regarding um, Hunter Biden. So um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say for today. And then in the next edition, we will be talking probably more about the eclipse as it opens. Um, it was interesting because the other day there was an article, it was an astro astronomer who talked about the fact that Algol may have more than like several stars orbiting it rather than just one. It's called an eclipsing binary because every, yes, Fluffy, excuse me, pardon me. I just, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's calling. And it, yes, I will I will wrap this up. Um, the eclipsing binary is um, every about every two days, almost three days for about 10 hours, you don't see it's blinking. It's a, called a blinking star. So algal blinks on and blinks off, blinks off for about 10 hours. It's very dim. And that's when this the other uh, the star passes in front of it and eclipses it. And then when it comes back around again, you see algal again. Um, so um, it would be interesting to see, you know, what part of that phase, and I haven't been able to find it yet. If you know, let me know. Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. During the eclipse, is it going to be um, in that dim phase, the 10-hour dim phase, or, or the bright phase? So because uh, generals would um, plan battles around whether Algol was dim or not, you know, the, like the success of the outcome of battles was they would use that in ancient times to determine when to um, when to go for it or not. Um, so um, there's that. Anyway, I think that's about all for today. Let me see. Did I forget anything? God, so upstaged by that fat, fluffy cat. Yes, baby. Okay, now you know he's ignoring me. He doesn't need to go out. You know, just wanted to put his two cents in there. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I hope that, that this information was useful to you. The, um, that, yeah, the lunar eclipses could be very interesting for Joe just to say that, um, you know, when Mars activates that lunar eclipse, it's gonna be December 1st. And then December, oh, no, sorry, not December 1st, it's December 9th. So, um, Sometimes we see energy and action being taken and when, when Mars hits an eclipse point, it can often show some kind of movement going forward. So, um, so that is going to be December 9th and Mars will be conjunct uh, Venus December 11th. It'll so Mercury and the um, eclipse point and Venus are all getting uh, hit by Mars from December 9th, December 1st, December 9th, December 11th. So, so that should be, so we'll see, watch and see what happens uh, during that time period. Very um, fascinating to see how astrology plays out in the, in the collective, but especially, and you know, here it is like that article on Algol and, and um, of course they didn't mention anything it was about, you know, the fact that the lunar eclipse was conjunct. I mean, that could have been an astronomical conversation, not just astrological, but whatever. Um, I found it interesting that the Finnish astronomer that did discover this, he's been studying this stuff for like 10 years and he had a tattoo on his hand of the word Algol in Egyptian hieroglyphics. So <laughs> he's like totally into Algol. I thought I was a nerd. No, no, there's other people. It's not just me. Um, so um, 
and the fact that you know the Princess Diana narrative, you know, coming out when an eclipse on her algal, like wow, you know, uh, charts can definitely speak long after somebody has passed. So um, we shall see. And then if anybody was a representative of the matriarchy um, contending with the patriarchy, you know, <clears throat> many many wonderful examples of uh, goddesses out there. But man, she was she was one of the best. Still looking out for us, I'm sure. So anyway, that's all for today. And I hope you enjoyed that. And um, we will see you next time. Thank you all for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Have a great one. Bye.